0: cape league fans and welcome back to another edition of the cape league podcast on today's episode we are joined by a former cape league intern back in 2012 and 2013 her time on the cape has led to a great career in sports and the baseball industry she has had some incredible experiences including working at the world baseball classic and being with the san francisco giants during their world series run but let's dive right into the interview here she is katie carlson all right we now welcome on a very special guest. She was an intern for the 2012 and 2000 team, uh, 2013 YD team and has now went on to have a great career in the sports industry. Here to share her experience is a current is the current assistant director of athletic communications at Stanford is Katie Carlson. Thank you so much for coming on Katie. Thank how you are you so doing much.
1: It's, a, it's a real honor especially after all the great guests you guys have had on the podcast already. I, I really appreciate being included.
0: No, no, we're so happy to have you on. I mean, this is something that I think we've been wanting to kind of have a conversation about for a long time. I mean, with you kind of starting your sports career and kind of, you know, sports industry career at the Cape League and seeing where you are now, I think it's a really cool story for all the, you know, younger kids out there who are kind of looking for opportunities and an easy way to get into the sports industry. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story.
1: Thank you. Uh, The Cape League really means a lot to me. So I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's get like right into it. So, you know, I know you grew up out West in San Diego. So how did you find out about the Cape league and then end up getting an internship with YD? Yeah. So growing
1: up, uh, I actually, I ended up growing up in San Francisco. My parents now live in San Diego. Um, But because I grew up in the city, I I was a huge Giants fan and uh, probably one of the biggest baseball fans out there. So I learned pretty early on that I wanted to work uh, in the sports industry and then particularly with baseball, um, so, I, I ended up going to Stanford University. Uh, when I got there, I started volunteering for the baseball team. And I'd always heard about the Cape League growing up, just that it was the best place for college players to go play in the summer. And a lot of my friends on the Stanford baseball team were going to go play there as well. And I, I really knew that I wanted to try to further my career that summer. And so, the Cape League was just the, the obvious choice for me. So, I ended up applying to Work for a lot of the different teams, YD being my first choice, because some of my closest friends were going to be on that team. And YD called and offered me the internship and I immediately accepted. And I was just so excited to get, get out there.
0: So have so that's a pretty big change going yeah. from the West Coast all the way in, you know, to little Cape <laughs> Cod for the summer. I mean, was that your first time there? And you know, did you have any kind of concerns it was going first into time it? There.
1: I'd been to Nantucket when I was about three years old, but I would never been to the Cape. I didn't have any concerns. I'd always heard of such wonderful things about the Cape and just uh, the picture of the quintessential New England summer. So I was really excited. I was a little nervous not knowing too many people uh, besides the Stanford baseball players. But knowing knowing some of those guys, especially uh, some of the friends in my freshman dorm on the baseball team were going to be there. I, I knew that at least I wouldn't be alone.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool that being asked there when some of the kids got scheduled to play. So it's, it's always nice not Definitely. kind of going alone. So that's cool. Um, so then kind of thinking about that, you know, when you think about the Cape league as a whole, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind I for think you? I the Cape
1: league it's, it's just baseball at its purest. It's such a family environment uh, coming down from all the host families, all the families that go back year after year, try to get to know all the players um there's so many games every day. You can go to multiple. It's, you know, when I worked for YD uh, we usually played at five o'clock because we didn't have lights at the field. And so then I would finish working for them. And then I'd head over to another game that would happen at seven o'clock and admission is free. And it's so many people in the baseball world from scouts to some of the best players and all these local families that it means so much for them to, to attend these games. Uh, I think it's just such a great family environment and such a positive, happy atmosphere. It's really the epitome of summer too.
0: Absolutely. I I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, just growing up on the Cape myself, like being a little kid and going to those games, like I felt like I was around like professional players almost. And then, you know, growing up and even in high school, watching them play, like knowing that I'm watching like some of the best talent out there was such a cool, cool experience. And the all the, you know, all the fields are kind of nestled and like just like right in the center of town or, you know, so it's, it's a very cool atmosphere, like you said. And, you know, it's definitely one of the highlights of my summers every single time I was on, on Cape in the summer. But for you, you know, having two summers there, are there any distinct, like any distinct memories that come to mind for you as an intern for Absolutely. those two summers? I
1: think my first summer was in 2012 and YD was in the championship game and we were so excited. It ended up going to game three, and we were leading, Uh, and we were actually getting ready to storm the field. All the interns were so excited. The players were so excited, and Kyle Schwarber ended up ruining it all for us. He he hit a home run that made, uh he was on Wareham, so he made Wareham come back from behind, and I believe the game went to extra innings, and then he hit that go-ahead home run, and we ended up losing. And so just that excitement of almost winning it and then that being ripped (laughs) away from you, I think that's one thing that made me definitely want to come back for a second year and try to see if we could get that win the the year after. Um, So many great memories of all the people. I'm still best friends with some of the interns that I met there. I keep in touch with a lot of the host families throughout the years. Um, members of the organization for YD. And I tried to come back every summer, um, at least until the last couple of years, I ended up being a little too busy during the baseball season to make it back the past two summers. But besides that, i had come out every year and it's just such a special place. And I think that's really because a lot of the people.
0: Absolutely. No, and I agree. And one thing I was kind of curious about was, you know, when you do intern with the Cape league, there's kind of a number of different things that you can do. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you actually, like what your duties were both summers and what yeah, you actually so did for I, the league. I was
1: a general intern with the YD Red Sox. Um, that involved everything from selling 50, 50 raffle tickets to, with players, um, manning the concession stand, including Whitey's famous donut burgers. Um, we, I made donuts, mm-hmm. with, donut burgers with burger Bob. Um, and, <laughs> We we of course sold bricks um, to raise money for the team, with families' names on them. I I worked in the merchandise area, and then that first summer, I did a series of player interviews uh, called Get to know your Get to know the players, with with the team. That was really fun, and uh, I loved it. I loved every minute of it.
0: I mean, that's great. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things I love too, is being able to speak to some of the, um you know, the old players mm-hmm. and even the, even the coaches, you know, it, it's, it's so nice just being able to be close with, you know, the different players, the coaches, and it just seems like it's a, a whole community uh, in the Cape league, which is really cool. But one thing I wanted to ask you about with Kyle Schwarber actually was, <laughs> you know, right. that wasn't the last time you saw him, right? So
1: uh, Stanford <laughs> ended up my junior year. So this is, I believe spring of 2014 Stanford, made the regionals uh, playing Indiana and they were playing in Bloomington. And so I traveled with the team out to Bloomington to face, to face the Hoosiers and Kyle Schwarber was on that team. It was his draft year as well as Sam Travis, who was also on the YD Red Sox. So I knew him uh, and a couple other guys. Um, And Indiana was a college world series favorite that year. I believe that they were one of the top eight seeds and Stanford ended up beating them in two elimination games to eliminate them from uh, from College World Series, and that was one of the most exciting things for me. I felt it was a little bit of redemption. Tommy Edmond, <laughs> Tommy oh, Edmund from uh, Stanford, <laughs> uh, who also ended up playing for YD, he hit a walk off home run, and there's this picture of him rounding home. And Kyle Schwarber is still in the squat, just with his head in his hands, uh, obviously <laughs> devastated. But uh, that was a little bit of redemption for me, and it made me feel better about rooting for Kyle when when I went on to work for the Cubs.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I bet. I mean that's so funny. I mean um, that's how it comes full circle like that. That's it a really picture does. I would love to hang on my wall like if <laughs> I if I had that yeah if i had that capability. But so mm-hmm. so that second summer. You know, you you know, you were in the merch merchandising booth and that booth and everything. Now, is that where you kind of got your next step in your career? Yeah, with I ended up meeting
1: a lot of really great people when I was working for the Cape League. There are so many scouts that attend all the games, so I have a great memory of um, before one of the games, a man came up and started talking with me, and I you know just asked me what where I'm from, why I'm working here, you know, what I love about baseball. We had had a really great conversation. He ended up saying that, you know, who's your favorite team? And I said, the San Francisco Giants. And turns out he was a scout for the Giants and went over and introduced <laughs> me to some of his colleagues and showed me their World Series rings and let me try them on. And so that was a really great opportunity for me. And uh, when I went on to work for the Giants, their scouting director at the time, John Barr, told me that he had a really clear memory that the first time he ever meet, met me was at a Hyannis game.
0: <laughs> mm. Look at that. It's, it really it's so crazy how it comes full circle like that. I mean, like you started the simple conversation and all of a sudden you made a lasting memory and while you're working for the Giants, there you know, there you are. So so was, was the Giants where you started, started or did you start the Giants, with the Cubs?
1: Um, my senior year of college, I ended up getting hired by them first as a media relation runner during the playoffs and World Series. So that was incredible. I got to help with pregame and postgame interviews. Um, was in the clubhouse for some of the celebrations and ended up getting to be in the World Series Parade after they won it. So that was a dream come true for uh, a huge Giants fan yeah. and uh, a moment I'll never forget. And then baseball operations was really the area I was the most interested in going into. And I was lucky enough to get hired as their baseball operations intern for the 2015 season. Uh, so that was really where I got my first start in, on the professional side was, was with the Giants.
0: That's so cool, oh man, you know your homegrown team like that's great, so what was it like being on like being in the parade in that just absolutely craziness because you know as a fan myself as the right, for the mm-hmm. Red sox, I've been in the crowd, and I can only imagine what it's like being you know you know, for us, it's the duck boats but for you, you know I don't know what the you know what you guys use for the parades, but what was that experience like just seeing all the people it around you and being in one that of environment the most
1: real experiences for me i was um so that was the twenty fourteen parade lucky enough for to be a giants fan during that era of winning in 10 12 and 14. Um, But when, when they won that first time in 10, I was a senior in high school and I was able to convince my principal to give us a half day of school so that we could all go to go to the parade. And so being able to watch it from then Mm. and then be in the parade, actually when I was, I, we were all walking alongside the floats, And there were millions of people and confetti raining down. And at one point I heard someone calling my name amidst these million people. And I just couldn't believe it. And it turns out it was my high school principal. And he was also a (laughs) a Giants fan. And so that was really a full circle moment for me that that just felt so wonderful of, you know, seeing where I came from and where I was. And even though it was just the beginning of my baseball career, it was something um, that was so special and I'll really treasure forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, having an experience like that at the beginning must have been incredible. But looking at your resume here, I mean, it's pretty, some of the things that you've been a part of are pretty awesome and really, really, really unique. I mean, you were part of the World Baseball Classic, right? And I think that you were, you know, you kind of worked I did. with the MLBPA so I, a little bit. I was bit.
1: really lucky to work with them. After my internship with the Giants was ending in 2015, the Giants recommended that I apply for the World Baseball Classic position, which was working in the commissioner's office um, in new york city and we worked in conjunction with major league baseball and the players association Um, i was a team coordinator so i worked with three different countries israel germany and canada and their federations and all their players for the team uh, pretty much coordinating anything that touched the team whether it was working on verifying player eligibility uh, some media relations uniforms team travel Um, working with the special event department, we really did a lot. And it was a lot of fun to get to know these players from all over the world and do some traveling with them. And I've been lucky to keep in touch with a lot of them as well.
0: Seriously, I can imagine. I mean, that... (sighs) Like, that's one of those like spectacles for me in baseball. I mean, you have like the All Star Game, you have you know the Home Run Derby, the, the World Series, and then the World Baseball Classic is always so cool to see like these other countries and you know see the players that they have. Now, working in the Commissioner's Office, you know, I did you ever get to times. meet Rob Manfred?
1: On my very first day of work there, I rode with him up in the elevator, and I <laughs> I hadn't even met my bosses yet, and here <laughs> I am standing next to the Commissioner. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, some fun memories of holiday parties at MLB. It was once at one of the ping pong bars and they did a ping pong tournament and the commissioner is quite good at ping pong. So that's, that's always fun to watch too. Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed getting to know everybody in the office there. And I think there's something really special, you know, watching players perform for their team, for their country. You know, it's, it's one thing, of course, trying to go for the world series is Everybody's dream, but playing for your country is also something that I think is incredibly special. That a lot of these guys don't usually get the opportunity to do.
0: No, absolutely. It's, it's one of those sports, you know. And mm-hmm. up until recently, with the World Baseball Classic, they didn't really have that opportunity. So it's really cool to see it now. And I think everyone that does play in it, you're absolutely right. They definitely take it uh, very, very seriously, and it's really good competition. Um, now, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was actually with mm-hmm. the um, Arizona Fall League. So, did you, was that kind of similar to the Cape League? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. I think
1: it did have a lot of, it brought back a lot of memories from the Cape League. It's very similar in the old school uh, way that they approach it. When I was there, um, they just sold tickets at the door, and, you know, everybody could come in and get really close to some of the best future stars um, in the Arizona Fall League, being that uh, a lot of the best minor league players were chosen to go play in that league. So it was cool to see, because there were a lot of players I knew from the Cape League that ended up being in the Arizona Fall League too. So it was fun seeing that come full circle as well.
0: Yes, so how did you ultimately get involved in that league as well? Is that something that, that the Giants were able to help you out with as well? happened after I worked for the commissioner's
1: office. So when I was working for World Baseball Classic, it was a year and a half contract ending when the tournament was over. And so as the tournament ended, I knew I wanted to find something um, still that was happening that season. At this point, we were in the middle of the MLB season, so teams really weren't – that's not the hiring period for them. So I ended up talking with other people I worked with at MLB and saying that I really wanted to go work in the Arizona Fall League. And so that's how that came about. And I ended up being the operations supervisor for the Scottsdale Scorpions, which was another kind of full circle moment for me because – um, I was in charge of Scottsdale Stadium, all the stadium staff there, as well as the team and all their logistics. But growing up as a Giants fan and Scottsdale Stadium being the Giants spring training home, I spent countless hours standing outside that ballpark at 6 a.m. waiting for player autographs and being the very first person <laughs> in for batting practice. Oh, yeah! And so to now be in charge of that stadium and be roaming the clubhouse and sitting in the dugout, uh, that was something really special, especially when my parents came to town and I got to bring my dad down on the field. And you know the countless hours we spent at that ballpark together, that oh, made man. it really special.
0: That is really special. And I'm I'm so glad that you had like a whole like full circle moment there with your, with your family. I mean, it's, it's so crazy yes. how, you know, they're taking you there for autographs and then now you're, now you're bringing them there to be able to watch the game. So that's, that's so cool. Um, you know, but going, going from there, It it Mm -hmm. seems like everything just kind of fell into place for you really well. I mean, like, and you've made the most out of all these awesome opportunities. So, you know, once, how long were you with the Arizona Fall League? And so, the Arizona Fall League, I was with them
1: from about September of 2017 until the end of their season, which was end of November 2017. And right when that was wrapping up, I was looking for my next job, and I wanted to get back with a team, and ideally in baseball operations. And MLB had just started what they called the diversity fellowship, which is trying to get more women and people of color into baseball operations because there is a real lack of diversity in, in that, in that department for many teams. And so mm-hmm. um, I ended up interviewing with a ton of teams, uh, was flown to a lot of complexes for interviews during spring training and ended up getting hired by the Chicago Cubs and, That was such an incredible opportunity for me. Um, Just the thought of working under Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and the incredible group of people that they've put together. Um, I knew I would learn so much from them. And so I moved to Chicago (laughs) and I ended up being with the Cubs for the 2018 and 2019 seasons.
0: So that's, so obviously that's something that's pretty big for us local people out here in the Cape, because, you know, (laughs) Epstein is, 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 is our guy. So what was it like, you know, you know, what was it like working under him and his team? I mean, we have so much respect for him and, you know, we, we only get to see so much from so, you know, from your firsthand experience was any kind of cool stories out of it or anything that you kind of remember him saying that really kind of hit home for you really
1: good job of, putting together a team of people that are so incredibly smart and everybody's always looking to push the envelope with what's the next big thing um, in terms of player analysis or player development. And so seeing the resources and the time that they put in, I think there really is nothing like, honestly, nothing like it. Um, I have really great memories working with them. I worked on a lot of draft preparation for the amateur draft, which is something that I really love, especially having come from uh, the college background, working with Stanford, working with players in the Cape. I've always loved seeing players drafted and seeing them, you know, take take that next step in per- pursuing their dreams. And so that was something that I had a lot of fun with. But I also got to work on some projects that I hadn't been exposed to before that I thought were really fascinating and some of that included arbitration cases um and doing all the research uh, for some of those players cases and um that was a real eye-opening experience for me as well
0: well that's interesting because that's that's one of those things that i've always had you know that's, that's always piqued my interest a little bit was how that whole process works with arbitration. It's, I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of confusing on, on my side. So, um, you know, what was what, what that process for you? And like, how you know, how do you look at both sides to ultimately yeah, kind I of figure out what, what's actually, best for the team?
1: After interning in the Cape league, my two summers, the last year I was in college, I actually interned for an agency. And so having that experience and then seeing it from the team side, I think is really fascinating. And obviously, Uh, From the agent side, you want to try to make your player as much money as possible. And on the team side, you want to try to save the team as much money as possible so that you can try to add more players. And if you can save your team, uh, you know, any, any sort of money, that's more money that can then be reinvested into the team when it comes to signing free agents or honestly taking on larger contracts through trades or waiver pickups stuff like that. And so I think that that's something that's really valuable. And I can understand why it's such a contentious matter for, for both sides. Um, But (sighs) I really enjoyed working on it. I think seeing the different things that a team values uh, versus statistics that an agent tries to prop up their players with. I thought that was really cool.
0: No, it really is. Um, cause again, right. as an outsider, we don't really get access to that. So that was one of those things. I, I had no idea what kind of went into it. Um, but you know, one thing that I have a question about is, you know, especially when you were kind of working on draft stuff, you know, did you end up coming, I know you mentioned, like you always kept your eye on, you know, Cape league players. Did you ever you know, well, help get one drafted I for the Cubs did that.
1: <laughs> on my own? Really? I think that's really comes to all the scouts. Um, <laughs> The Cubs, the Giants, everybody else has so many scouts that go out and attend the Cape League. And, and it's really all, all their hard work that gets, that gets people drafted. They put so much time getting to know uh, a player, not just their abilities, but also their personalities, their families. It really, nothing can happen without those without those scouts. Um, and oh, so I did more of the mm-hmm. back-end work, some more administrative stuff. Um, I would go through all their statistics to make sure that those are accurate. Um, but when I was with the Cubs that first year, they ended up drafting Nico Horner, who, uh, was a Stanford, Stanford guy. And, uh, he also ended up playing with YD, I believe. So that was really fun for me having that connection. I didn't personally know Nico, but I had a lot of friends that still played with him at Stanford and, as well as families that knew him from his time on the Cape, and so that was something that was really special to me was uh, to have him drafted by by my team.
0: Oh, I bet. I mean, that must have been super cool. And you know, working so closely with you know guys like Theo Epstein and you know being in, involved in all the draft stuff. You know, did you ever you know get a chance to you know? kind of interact with you like the coaching staff and the players and like, and, yeah, and, like I have think, any cool experiences um, one with those really people cool
1: experience was with David Ross obviously he's now the manager um, but that first year in 2018 mm-hmm. draft he was around in more of a scout capacity and he was in attendance for for all the days leading up to it as well so I've gotten to know him a little bit and have a great story of you know we were there at the office really late one night. And we decided to order from one of the Mexican restaurants down the street. He was asking us what everybody's favorite menu item was. And we told him our favorites. And he asked everybody, like, well, what about the enchiladas? And one of my coworkers said, well, those are a little pricier, so we usually don't get those. And he looked at the menu and he said, well, if you think that's pricey, I'm buying dinner for everybody. So he ended up buying pretty much everything off the menu and um, (laughs) kindly... Kindly got everybody dinner that night. So that was really nice. Um, the Cubs office is also oh. really cool in that the players enter the clubhouse through the main office building. So there, there were many times when I was in the elevators with with all those guys. And uh, Javi is one of my favorites. Javi was always so incredibly kind to us and always would start up a conversation. <laughs> so that was really cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, David Not Ross and, and Javi, they both seem like <laughs> two awesome people. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, David Ross, like, he was, I loved him. He was on the Red Sox. I mean, he was such a, such a good leader for us. Absolutely. He just seemed like he was just such a nice, genuine person. And there's no there's no surprise that he's a, he's a That's manager now, which sure. I think he has the respect of everybody. Um, So, so how ultimately, I mean, you. your career is incredible. I think like, so, congratulations on everything that you've accomplished. But you know, now you're you're back home at Stanford. You know, you and the athletic communications department. You know, what made you want to kind I of get back? I think one thing was you know, getting, getting
1: closer to family out in California. Um, I've been a nomad since I graduated college in 2015, living in you know five or so different cities in those five years. And so, being closer to home was one thing that was really important to me. Um, but also. One of my favorite things has been working directly with with the coaches and with the players and being in more of um, a player relations type role. And I knew that that's something I wanted to get back into. Um, I had so much of that with the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. with the Cape League, with Arizona Fall League. And so I wanted to do that at Stanford as well. And so I'm really excited to be working directly with uh, several of the sports programs and getting to know their student athletes and their coaches um, and being at my alma mater is something that I think is so incredibly special as well.
0: I bet. I mean, I would love to get back up to like St. Mike's yeah. and like you know be with the you know the soccer team up there or something like that. But it must, it must feel nice to be able to give back a little bit and also kind of be a part of you know the awesome you know athletic team over at Stanford. But with everything going on with COVID. You know how has your job kind of been impacted because I mean, I know for us yeah. you know obviously we don't have a, we don't have a league this year, and you know I was going to be kind of broadcast and do some other stuff, so you know how how yeah, have you I been think impacted it's by all that of this in, so in your teams
1: um, I was supposed to be traveling with the women's swimming team just one week later out to Georgia uh for the national championships, and they were looking to for pete actually they they won the last three championships and um so that was really disappointing that they weren't able to. To try to show show how hard they've worked all season um the lacrosse team i worked with was just getting started so i think that there is a lot of disappointment there but obviously so much understanding for why why -hmm. this is happening and um i think right now our biggest thing is trying to create content and keep people engaged um, with our sports teams with our programs and really share and amplify our student athletes voices Um, And so I know that's something very similar to why, why you're doing this Mm -hmm. podcast and trying to keep the Cape league relevant. We're trying to do the same thing um, with with our programs. So uh, it's definitely been really different, but I think it's been a really good opportunity to pause and try to get to know the student athletes and the coaches better than I did before being so new to Stanford as well.
0: Absolutely. And I think it helps you to like, you know, kind of, be more creative and outside the box. And I think, it you know, it kind of gives us a lot of opportunity to, you know, try new things, you know, see see what we can do with, you know, with this type of a thing. And, you know, for me, it's it's always nice to see, you know, people like you making the most out of it and really, you know, putting the power in your student athletes to really use their platform. Because obviously Stanford's a really big school out on the West Coast and even, you know, nationwide and even sports like football as well. So kind of giving them that voice and letting them, you know, kind of, you know, put out their message. It's really awesome to see. So I know everyone at the Cape Thank league is, is very proud of you. So we all really appreciate you doing that. Um, you no, know, but to wrap up here, I kind of wanted to tie it back, you know, kind of tie back in the Cape league here. So thinking about your two summers when you were back in the Cape, you know, what were some of your favorite yeah, things to do when you the weren't Cape, working? Cape
1: Cod is really just the perfect place to spend, to spend summers. Those were the best two summers of my life. Loved going to the beach with friends, having beach bonfires, Um, kayaking during the day. I think one of my personal favorites was trying to taste all the different ice cream shops (laughs) in the area and, and find my favorite locals are very um, passionate about their favorite place. So try to figure that out for myself, I think was was great. And I do have my favorites.
0: So what's your favorite? So I know for me, no, I grew up in San Rosa So my, mine's Twin Acres. I, so that, that was, that's, our time and time. And yep, that's our best scores, one in time. Yeah, that's our best one in time.
1: Sunday school there next to Ember and uh, their raspberry Oreo ice cream is mm. my all-time favorite.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. No, Sunday school is very good. I have to give them credit. I always have to rent my my hometown Absolutely. though. So no, no disrespect there, but uh, they are so good. They're so good. Um yeah. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to close with, I just find this story really, really funny. Um, so th- can you tell the story about, you know, Alex Blandino and, you know, kind of coming in the conversation so with Brody, Brody Van, Van Wagenen? Alex a good
1: friend of mine from Stanford who played uh, for YD both summers that I was an intern. And I believe it was my first summer after a game in Brewster, he had hit a really good home run. And I was in the parking lot walking back to my car. And he was talking with somebody who I later found out to be Brody. And I just turned to him and I said, Nice home run and kept walking. Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, Brody ran back up to me and said, Hey, Alex just told me you're working with YD that you also went to Stanford. My name is Brody. I'm a Stanford alum. I'm an agent. So I got to talking to him. I thought that was really cool. Um, obviously, I was just at the beginning of my baseball career. So I really didn't realize who he was and the significance of what a huge agent he was Mm -hmm. I ran into him at the all-star game in Cape Cod you know he'd come around a lot of YD games and then I'd see him back on Stanford campus and uh, eventually learned that he's obviously a huge deal and I think it's so cool that you can run into somebody like that um, just at any any game in the Cape League and uh, was super excited to see when he became the GM of the Mets.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that you kind of just like jumped into the conversation, Absolutely. it ended up speaking to you now like the GM of the Mets, you know, <laughs> at the Cape League, like it's just the coolest thing. And um, that's, that's just so funny. So I really appreciate you sharing that story and, you know, and sharing your story. This has been really awesome for everybody. And I think for all the young kids out there, whether they're in high school or, you know, in college looking for an, an awesome summer opportunity and you want to have a career in sports. Now this is a great way to go. I mean, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your story because this is, I think you're a really good role model for anyone. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Cape League podcast. Thank you again to Katie for coming on and sharing your wonderful journey. Keep an eye out for our next episode with Bourne Braves head coach Harvey Shapiro. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.